0: Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So we've both been reading this article, and we really found it interesting, even though it's a, a few years old, because it gives a lot of insight into frequent feedback, uh, coaching, and improvement in your uh, team of any type, including a technology team. But it's from the world of surgery. So uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how, do, how do surgeons improve, or or, or more importantly, not improve? Yeah, this is a, a great topic, and
1: I think it's a good one for the new year, um, thinking about uh, what we might do differently. And it was an article that, that you sent me, so that was thank you for doing that. It was from Atul Gawande, uh, which people might probably, if they recognize that name, probably recognize it from the Checklist Manifesto, which I'm sure we've talked about before on this podcast. Loads of times, but we're not going to mention the word checklist again. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the interesting, it was a really interesting article because it started with this uh, person who's a surgeon and the observation he had that, you know, he's pretty good. He has a, he, he knows he, one of the things about surgery is they track the outcomes of what you've done and complication rates and things like that. And he noticed that, that he had, had stopped getting better.
0: You know, that he and that and, and that struck But, but him. he was he was pretty good to start with. So he was he was at 80 90 percent. He felt he was doing a good job, but it had stayed there. He hadn't made any changes. That, absolutely. And he and he contrasted this with the early uh, uh
1: years of his career. He says he, he was about eight years um, into his journey when when the article begins. Uh, and he had this this revelation. I and mean, it's early on, you, you're, you're getting better. You know, year on year, and then it had kind of uh, plateaued. And now maybe he's there's this is kind of idea. Like, well, is that it? Is this professional peak? Is this is is this the limit? But he had the idea that the and the insight that perhaps it would be possible to improve. And he says, look, well, what? Do, how do people improve in other places? And what struck him is that other people who uh, care seriously about improvement, they have coaches they any any in the article he, he goes and looks at things like uh singers and uh um, professional people in professional sports and it and it's striking to him that as a surgeon that there's no feedback really that you get uh, after medical school you you know you the only people who watch you um, surge (laughs) perform an operation are the people who are assisting you with it, but you never have a a place of a, of a colleague or a a mentor, anyone who comes in to watch what you've done after you have become a full-fledged surgeon. It's sort of, and, and that maybe that's part of the problem. And he did a really interesting thing, which is he went and asked someone who he respected to come and observe him operate. And, and then give him feedback. And he talked about it, what, a, what a large difference this made and the sort of discrepancy of like, well, if, if this is so valuable for me, why isn't this more common? And I think that had me thinking about the software industry too, where in, in a, a lot of ways for, for most software professionals, they're not gonna get a, a lot of uh, feedback. They're not gonna get a lot of coaching um, because we, we haven't really structured ourselves for that in most ways
0: and so oh the, it's fine the, jeffrey we have code reviews that, that's all right people will <laughs> look at the code and tell you whether it's any good and and, and
1: that but does that happen I mean, it's usually sort of like a good enough effect i mean imagine there are places that have code reviews that where the people do get good feedback but it's not it's not um it's not necessarily normal it's not something that, that is is a standard
0: practice and, and the big difference is the code review at most of my clients that I look at is looking for bugs and obvious problems and um, glaring errors. What it's not looking for is um, poor variable naming or confusing um, structures or um, an edge case that someone hasn't considered. You might stumble across that, especially if you um, use large um, commit sizes. If you're uh, changing many, many lines of code at once, you will definitely not be able to find those sorts of things unless you devote a huge amount of time to code review.
1: That's right. And normally, the question is the the level here is sort of adequacy or sufficiency. It's it's not you know how can I how can I reach my personal best? How can I how can I continue improving? And when i first read this I, I thought oh this would be great to talk about but then i also kind of had a twinge which was like oh but I've, I've, i i'd feel a little bit like a hypocrite because you know what i I've, I've never hired a coach uh and, and then you reminded me that i definitely had had coaching you just <laughs> hadn't was, hired us yeah <laughs> that's right but that, that when uh, many years ago back in in uh, 2012 uh, when you and I first started looking into this communication stuff, we we had a, a coach in Benjamin Mitchell, who knew this stuff very well. And we the the way that we improved was we would have group practice sessions, where we'd come in and and get feedback. And the the the, the thing that struck me once you had pointed that out was not only did I get. Uh, sort of you know, very explicit coaching on communication, but that communication was an area that I had considered my strength. One of, one of my, my strongest attributes in my professional career, I had been a, um, public speaker. I had uh, talked at lots of conferences. Um, I did speech and debate in high school. I, I you know, for people who, who've done that part, part, who part of the national forensics league is I, I had a, a double Ruby in, in, in that. So I had done lots of speaking I, and I, not only that, but I had talked about communication for people in software at conferences for uh, quite a long time. And, and I, and I believed I was very effective. And I believe the advice I gave was very effective. And yet I discovered this whole area of improvement that I had no idea about. And that was a, had a tremendous follow-on effects, like, such as our book. So it had a big impact on my career when I got coaching on an area that I consider myself already good at. And that was a, a real um, surprise for me. And it made me feel much more connected
0: to, to the article and the, and, and the surgeon there. And the, the difference, the thing to emphasize that our listeners might be encountering is your, your tech team or you yourself might do things like code reviews and retrospectives and feedback mechanisms from customers and so on. You might think to yourself, wow, we're getting a lot of feedback. Why, why do we need any more? But the difference is that's like the – if we take the um, – Gowanda example that's like the hospital um doing in, in inquiries into bad outcomes when the patient dies or something like that or the um surgeon doing a, a, a teaching round so um, might get some feedback uh, as a result of teaching or, or uh, considering his or her work uh in that way but what you don't have is regular continuous attention to mu- very small but very significant improvements which a professional can make at the top of his or her game. It's, you know, if you imagine what is uh, a, a professional footballer getting better at, right? We've just had the World Cup. I know nothing about football, but um, I, I think you have to <laughs> kick the ball. And you probably have to kick the ball slightly differently. I don't know because I'm not a professional footballer. But uh, it must be that you move your legs slightly differently, you um, balance with your arms um, a millimeter different um, during a certain type of uh, play, and those things make massive, massive differences to the outcome in the game. But if you just watch a few films, if you uh, observe how many goals you've scored, Uh, That won't give you the kind of feedback that you would get if you had a uh, highly skilled coach who's looking for those millimeter differences. And that's what we're probably missing. That's what our listeners are probably missing in their teams for their processes and in their coding for their individual contributors, uh, who is looking at that area of expertise and providing tiny, tiny improvements which add up very quickly to a significant uh, boost right exactly and this is something we've talked about before in a past
1: episode and we'll put a link in the show notes we talked many years ago about the principles of the agile manifesto and in particular one of them is principle 12 which is basically talking about retrospectives and that as a, as a place for improvement we talked about the power of incremental improvement and we we also cited there's a, a an excellent article that came to mind uh, one of my my favorites is, a, is this article called The Mundanity of Excellence, and it's an ethnographic uh, study of swimmers in America in the 70s. And it had some findings that are very consistent with uh, the, the inspiration from Atul Gawande here. And in particular, it talked about how swimmers, you could see dramatic uh, changes in their performance, dramatic improvements when they changed coaches, because the different levels, the stratification within swimming uh, was was based on technique, and that different coaches knew different techniques. And when you learned a new technique, it kind of took you up a level. So, as if in swimming, they were rating people from C uh, up to um, AAA. I think was the was the rating. And as you stratified in these different levels of competition, the, essentially, that at between the different levels, they they weren't doing the same thing, but faster. They were doing different things. They were qualitatively different. And so the question here is. How do people learn some of those qualitative differences? I think, uh, Skrull, we, hopefully we've made the case for that uh, this is something worth doing. I think maybe we should next time get into sort of ideas about how people might do this. What, how could people actually bring this insight about qualitative differences into their workplace? What do you think about that?
0: That sounds like a super idea. Let's do that for sure. So uh, if you are trying to make these kinds of incremental improvements yourself and having trouble, or if you have a method that has worked well for you for getting coaching and improvement in your tech team or in your uh, professional executive uh, performance, anyplace else, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, The way to do that is to go to agileconversations.com and you'll find us on Twitter and email and there's free videos and lots of material there. I think we have 225 of these episodes now. So, uh, you know, we're doing pretty well. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get more, um, give you more opportunities to, to learn and improve. Have a look at agileconversations.com to do that. And of course, you'll hear us next week where we'll pick up this topic again and we'll be back on Troubleshooting Agile next Wednesday. Thanks, Jeffrey.
1: Thanks, Rob.